You are listening to the Teaching Connections podcast, brought to you by the Centre for Development of Teaching and Learning, CDTL, National University of Singapore. Teaching Connections is an online teaching and learning space that aims to advance discussions and share effective practices and ideas related to higher education. Hello everyone, my name is Kui Cheng. I'm the Deputy Director of CDTL. In this episode, we are very privileged to have Associate Professor Loy Kuichier to share more about using technology-enhanced learning, or TEL in short, to engage students effectively online. Hello, Prof. Loy, and uh, thank you very much for joining us in this podcast discussion on TEL for student engagement. My first question is, uh, you have explored the use of technology in your teaching to engage students online. Could you please share with our audience one or two such activities? Yeah, so I've been exploring the use of various uh, tools, uh, including online tools, um, for some time now. But let me focus on some of the things I did uh, more recently, mostly because of the need to move our synchronous classes online well, because of the pandemic that we're in, right? Some of these things are actually continuations of things that I've done in the past, but now transferred to a fully online class. Um, so for the very large uh, lectures that I still had to give, uh, what I've done is that I've kept a constant QA question and answer poll running in the background. So students can post these things anytime during the session itself. And every 15 minutes, we'll take a pause um, and then we'll answer. I'll say more about this answering because it actually engages the second thing that I do. It's not purely a technology thing, but it's the way we use the, the Zoom webinar. So during those 15, uh, those pauses at the 15 minute mark, what we do is that I'll make all the tutors show their faces one more time. So it's not just myself. And then suddenly, instead of uh, hearing from one person, they'll hear from a panel. And we won't just be answering the questions, we may actually banter a little bit with each other, you know, sort of have a little bit of discussion among ourselves. So the intention here is actually quite straightforward. We want the students to feel like they are able to, to sort of send a message to us throughout the whole uh, class, right? Online uh, classes uh, you know, can be alienating if you don't have uh, ways for the students to be heard. Uh, you also want to make sure that, you know, it's, they are heard in a way that is uh, constructive that, in fact, you know, you can build on for learning. So that's, that's the reason why we keep the constant QA poll going. So prob uh, that probably takes me to the next question. So what would your advice be uh, to those who are keen to explore uh, using them, uh, but are afraid that uh, these may not work? I think that uh, we need to sort of go back um, to think about why we care about the audio and video tools or for that matter, all the other tools, online tools, platforms and all that. Okay, I am a bit of a techie, but perhaps many of my colleagues are not and that, that's perfectly normal, right? Most of us don't use this because we, we love them so much. We use them because we want to do our jobs as teachers, as instructors properly. It means that we have to approach this more from a pedagogical point of view. Am I being heard by my students? Is my point getting true? Are there ways in which I can make them work together? Should I ask them to you know, come up in groups of four, well, back in the old days anyway, to the whiteboard to do something? Oh, right, I can't do that anymore because it's online. So what else can I do that will approximate what is it I'm trying to achieve by making them come up to the whiteboard online, right? 
So I hope that we're all thinking like this. We're not thinking about which tool should I use. We're thinking like, okay, how do I do something in a classroom and out of the classroom to help support my students' learning, to make sure that they are being pushed along in the learning? What assessments am I setting to help cement that learning? Right? All those things really should be the first priority. When we think like this, it's not difficult for us to see that at some level, because we're teaching online for this past year and perhaps even for the year ahead, we had to ask ourselves what is the online equivalent of the thing that we were doing or the thing that we were trying to, to go for. Then it becomes very natural to explain why we should care about the internet connection, the audio and the video. It's not because we care about those things in themselves. Most of us are not streamers. I'm not a streamer. I don't make a living by streaming, right? I care about this because I want to make sure that my students are still learning. Uh, thanks for uh, the advice. I'm sure our audience would like to have access uh, to the uh, commentaries or summaries or reflections uh, evaluation that you have on uh, some of the equipment and uh, we'll make that available on the blog, uh, this particular blog uh, post. Um, how, how do you think about uh, student feedback as well as um, learning? How has learning been affected? Right. The first thing I want to emphasize is I would rather that all this tech becomes invisible. If the students are noticing too much about it, in a sense, that's not all I want. I want the class to happen more than anything else. I think we, the most important thing is uh, I feel like um, at least for this past year with my TAs and I, we've done our job properly. We feel as if uh, you know, we, we have carried ourselves well. And the feedback suggests that the students are okay with that, right? But I'm not going to make too much of a fuss about that. I don't think we should be doing our classes for the sake of student feedback scores. That's kind of a weird thing to do, right? We're doing this because we want them to learn, right? The feedback scores indicate whether they feel like they are well-supported, whether they feel like we are, we are putting in our bid, whether we've been uh, doing our job. And, and that's uh, important. We want to know that feedback, right? But let's not confuse that with whether we actually have been effective in our teaching, some of the students uh, in the seminar class that I ran over the summer last year, uh, in the student feedback, they commented that they thought that the whole thing went much better than they originally feared. Uh, but I suspect that it's because I, I keep priming them, I keep warning them, this may not be as good as it before. <laughs> so so maybe, I was the, maybe I was the culprit in, you know, in this outcome. Um, but here, there's a piece of advice. I think we, we should be upfront and open and reflective about the limitations of uh, you know, doing things online. I think we should just be honest about that with our students. Why should we pretend otherwise? Okay, But the point is not to just make them feel anxious and, oh my goodness, we're going to get a lesser experience. No, I think we should be upfront about the hurdles, the difficulties, and to help you know, invite all the students to be a bit more deliberate about the engagement. Right? Because we are online and because we are living under a pandemic, there are certain things that you and I all take for granted that no longer can happen. Therefore, let us all please pay a bit more attention to this and that and this and that, right? So that, you know, you can learn and I'll be able to support your learning. So that's one thing that I think I did a lot of. Okay. Uh, well, on that note, uh, may I thank you, Prof. Loy, uh, for your insightful sharing on applying TEL for effective online student engagement. You're most welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to the CDTL podcast.